During a crisis, you know, cocktail hour can be almost any hour. make me burp so we're here we're here for a, another edition of the boozy book club and we're pretty sauced up i'm not gonna lie super sauced <laughs> oh i was trying to i was trying to make an ice sound with my drink but it's it's so down that the ice mm. here we go that word <laughs> mine doesn't have ice and it's october so our extras are spooky themed spooky. Well, we thought they were gonna be spooky themed this is spooky it is spooky our book club this time we both and this is the first time we've read the same book it's true not it's at the same time not at the same time nell read it first and then i read it we read a southern book club guide to slaying vampires that's true I don't remember who the author is. It's a dude. It is a it is a dude. Um, and I do remember that his headshot in the book jacket made me want to throw up. I read it digitally from the Pinellas County Library System. Shout mm. out. Um, so I did not see a headshot, which I'm sad about now, but mm. you bought it, right? So you have it. I so bought it. I would like to see it at bottle. some point. Okay, I'll share it with you. Um, it is that, and I don't, I don't. Is he wearing a polo shirt? Does it have a pop not, collar? No, he doesn't. He's. <laughs> Should I Google him right now? Google him, but like, okay, so oh, please. the book takes place in Charleston. I went to college in Savannah. They're not that different. True. One's just more haunted. It's that kind of southern white dude that still has like grady hendrix the most like the exactly who yes he still has that like southern preppy look but he's a creative type mm. so it's like a little quirky and i think there's a skull oh. in the picture oh 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 god He's like, so like he's like faux he's Tom like Wolf. The, he's wearing a white suit with a pink satin tie. Oh, that's not, that's not in the book jacket, but that is on brand. He's he's a hundred percent. He's that, literally. I'm gonna recreate one of the pictures. Like, this is one like of the, the pictures. Imagine southern. Mm-hmm, imagine mm-hmm. a black background behind me. Okay. Imagine a a book called <laughs> Souls with. A burning devil? Imagine I'm wearing a white suit and a pink satin tie and ready? Yeah, he's Southern quirk. And the kind of Southern quirk that's like fucking annoying. Because he's a hundred percent like white privilege please all over the place. Okay, friends, if you need to know what I am seeing right now. Please just Google Grady Hendrix and and images. And <laughs> I'm gonna do that. Cause here's another version. Ready? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. What Nell's doing is she's 
Looking off to the side, she's got a big fake smile pointing at her mouth, holding a book. And that book is called Suicide in the Entertainment Industry. It's... Oh, I found that picture. Uh-huh. Did I do it right? Oh, wait, here's another you did, one. You did. You did it right. You here's did, another one. You did good. Hold on. Oh, here's one of him dressed up as like a... As a cardinal. priest. Oh, yeah. The one with the skull. Which one? There's there's versions. The white... The near white his waist? Pink or tie. Near his near, shoulder. Near his waist. That's the one that's in the book. It's horrible. Look... So, okay. yeah. Should we talk about the book for a while? Because I feel we like... We should talk about the book, but this is the epitome of white, southern, quirky, creative. And the... F- yes. And the foreword like, to the book... Like, it's actually like a caricature of what you would see in Garden and Gun. And I say this as an avid Garden and Gun reader. I'm more into the garden. Okay. I'm going to Google the actor that he reminds me of. Ugh. I mean, Garden... I mean, actually, it's very guarded and again, it's not even a caricature. Let's be real. I don't really know what. Their paper is so good. Nell's Googling. There's a there's an actor, Dennis O'Hare, who is in, okay. he was in True Blood as a, a vampire. He was in, um, he's in Ryan Murphy shows and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. He reminds me of, that's the kind of sense that I get from. Oh. Oh, that guy. Yeah. Yes. Right? Okay, so everyone Google Dennis with one N. Oh a little bit, but Dennis O'Hare actually seems more genuine. Yes. Yes. Like so he's the I actual really just, vampire, but Grady Hendrix thinks he's the vampire. And yeah. ironically, okay. So let's back up. So this book, The Southern Book Club's Guide to Slaying Vampires. I picked it up thinking it was going to be a jaunty romp romp in murder. Yes. Tongue-in-cheek, kind of like chiclet-ish, like not the gum, the like lady (laughs) literature. Um, Like I thought it was going to be kind of light and fun about I thought it was going to be light and fun. It was not light and fun. A bunch of ladies... Kill some vampires. Yeah, I thought it was going to be like Buffy the Vampire Slayer in Charleston. Yes. And the four But they're like in their 40s and have a book club. I think they're younger than that when it starts. I think they're, because again, they're in the South in the late 80s. So they're probably in their 20s. That's true. When it starts. But it, it time travels. Sure. So it starts out in the late 80s, and the author actually has a foreword that basically talks about he wanted to write a book that kind of encapsulated his uh, youth and his mom and what it felt like to grow up in Charleston in the late 80s, early 90s, and what that really would have felt like. Yes, and that as you get older, you realize all of the things that your parents do to protect you, maintain order, yada, yada, yada. And so the book starts out, and it's from the point of view of, I can't, it's been a while, so I can't even remember the the main character's name, but um, Stephanie's going to maybe look that up while I talk about it. I'll look it up. You keep talking. Um, So it's a woman who has, she's married. She's got two kids. Um, She lives in Mount Pleasant, which is a suburb of Charleston. Um, 
And she basically is in what she thinks is her perfect life. She has friends um, who are uh, other women who are in very similar um, circumstances. And Patricia Campbell. Patricia Campbell. And they basically, she kind of stumbles onto this person, this man who Mm -hmm. has moved in down the street into an old lady's house. Well, she stumbles upon him because his quote-unquote aunt attacks her in her yard and bites off her ear. Yes. So, like, that that tracks with what we thought it was going to be with, like, campy shit. Sure. But then then it wasn't. It gets real deep about, like, somehow – oh, and also the main character has her husband's mother, so her mother-in-law, lives with them. She has Alzheimer's. She – Suddenly, one night comes completely out of the fog, and she tells her this horrible story about mm-hmm. um, basically black people being lynched and this being yeah. buried under this peach tree, which kind of explains why we should never yeah. eat the peaches out of that peach tree. And it just gets so, real. So, like, a little more detail on that. Every time this man comes over, the mother-in-law recognizes him but they all think she's baddie because she has alzheimer's the story when she's in the fog when she the fog lifts because you know people with alzheimer's have lucid moments sundown is that oh no that's the opposite sundowner is when it goes bad goes bad but she keeps i forget what she keeps calling him but she's looking for this photograph she has a photograph of him and she finally tells patricia the story from where she used to live and why she wouldn't eat the peaches in the peach tree is because this man that she swears is the same man that's been coming over for dessert every night is this man that came through when she was a little girl during prohibition when her dad was like making moonshine and all the town was giving him money to make it and he would go to the big city to sell it and they were making tons of money tons of money tons of money and throughout all of this children were disappearing and this man that she thinks is the man that's eating dessert convinces all of the people in this town that it was this black man who also, I think had like mental disabilities. Mm-hmm. It was his fault. And he was the one that was stealing the children. Not this man that is actually a vampire. And all of the townsmen lynch this man, bury him under this peach tree. So her entire life, she, and she saw it. She saw it as a little girl. She woke up and she saw it and was horrified she would not eat the peaches because, well, um, for obvious reasons. Up. And then this man disappeared and they all lost their money. So I'm going to pause here because I feel like if, I don't know that we're like selling this book, but we're not. if people <laughs> want to read it, I feel like this is a good point to stop in which you have enough information, but yet it's not going to ruin the book. So no. I'm going to say, and, and here's the thing. It's not a bad book. I It's not. I it's liked not what the I book. was expecting. It's not what I was expecting. So if you're expecting a fun, I'm banging on my desk again. If you're <laughs> expecting a fun, light, Buffy the Vampire Slayer type story, and you don't like anything else, do not pick this up this This is not book. for you. However. If you're into women finding their strength Mm -hmm. in desperate situations, Mm -hmm. this is the book for you. 
it's there a are little bit parts. more horror than suspense or like I mean, it's yeah, more there, Stephen King. Then I don't know. There, I'm trying yes, to think there is some equivalent. there is some body chopping that goes on, and the vampire in this is less like Nosferatu and more like if you read or watched The Strain, where. The vampire element is a little more parasitic. Yes, it's not romantic at all like Bram Stoker or Anne Rice. It is not that. No, it, it's the strain yeah. where the, the vampire is literally like you've got worms in, in, in you. And that's what's eating the blood. Yes. And and that thing, that part I think is interesting of like, I I do think it's interesting of vampire like what is a vampire i think is very interesting Mm -hmm. like from the very romanticized version of i drink blood and it makes me youthful and you know blah 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 blah. like that's interesting but is a vampire something else is it more of a a sickness is it more of an illness is it a virus like that's really interesting but it is more Michael Crichton and Stephen King than it is. Well, have you read? Have you read have or not. watched The Strain? No. Okay, I think you would like it. Both book and mo- and and Great. TV show. Um, it's the book is by Guillermo del Toro and Chuck Hogan. So sure. I feel like that's a you don't need to say anything else. I don't need to say any more. So I feel like that's the kind of vampire he was drawing from. Yes. I do think the female, how men treated women over the years, particularly in the 80s and 90s, was fairly spot on. Mm -hmm. And I do think in that sense, weirdly, it does fit in well with the Babysitter's Club books and that... Yes. (laughs) If you're... When we talk about the things that, like, all of the moms go through that the girls aren't necessarily seeing, I think this book, if, like, Christy Thomas's mom and, like, Mrs. Kishi were, like, having a book club and... Yes. And vampires Absolutely. I feel like that would be a thing. Yes. Um, It will, as a woman, infuriate you at points about how men and not just the vampire. No, but but like like husbands. Men, husbands do not believe these women. And not not only don't believe them. They placate them and treat them like small children. And and make it so that it's not even just a pat on the head and, and move on. It's like they... I don't even know how to say it. They force them to apologize. Yeah, but it's like they they recreate the actual happenings. My words are not right. I know what you mean, though. Like, they they literally treat them like children. That's the word for actual (laughs) happenings that I was looking for. They they see what they want to see. They don't believe their wives. Which they're totally enchanted by this man in a way... That if they were really respecting their wives and their opinions, they would be backing away from him. Everybody, and it's kind of how he enchants the whole town into believing that he's totally normal and here for their benefit. And it's like, it's not just women. It also talks about like 
we don't listen to women. We don't listen to the elderly. Yes. Because if we just listen to Miss Mary. If you're not a white, None of this would happen. If you're not a privileged white man, your voice doesn't matter. And exactly. And I think... Oh, man. I had a whole thought. No, no, I hold on. Hold on. Don't well, say anything. Hold on. Anything. Okay. I had a thought. Hang on. To your point of you're not like a straight white man, your voice doesn't matter. From Miss Mary's story, that's the mother-in-law, by the way, to what's happening, what would be present day in this story, the children that are going missing are black children. Right. And there are some problematic descriptions of the black community in this this story but ultimately what he's trying to get at is that not only is this vampire a vampire in terms of sucking your blood but he's also sucking the life out of people that he doesn't think will be missed or mattered and even in this book when the shit goes down it's really when he starts he's run out of options options in terms of vulnerable and underprivileged children because he's in coots with the other white men and taking over their neighborhood in an economic sense that he starts preying on the white children that all of a sudden now all of the women who back down and kowtow to their husbands are like oh no we're gonna get this shit done now (laughs) so i remembered what i was gonna say the I think this is a really interesting example of abusive relationships. So all of the relationships between men and women in this book are abusive at some level. Yes. I'm going to, like, we've been talking for a while. I've had a couple drinks. Like, that might be hyperbole. Like, let's... I'm hoping that nobody listens... Listening to this is taking this, like... Like full stop, like I'm, but I feel like the relationships between husband and wife at some level, none of them, none of the husbands are fully supportive of the wife as another Mm -mm. human being. Nope. None of the relationships between men and women are equal. And so I guess that's what I mean. Like, I don't know whether they're fully abusive in some level but it is some of them are some of them some of them definitely are some of them are definitely physically abusive some of them are emotionally abusive others that seem i think most of them are probably mentally and emotionally abusive rather than physically abusive but it's that thing of like it's interesting to see the examples of oh these people are are not right like this is this none of this is right and it's interesting to see how he kind of portrays the the men look for all of his i'm carrying a skull with my white suit photos yes as a white man (laughs) he does a really good job skewering white men he does he does i will give him that i well i think some of the descriptions of the black community were a little stereotypical i think his descriptions of how white men of a particular time and place treated white women of a particular time and place was spot on and i think think the like the descriptions of the non-white characters yeah they may not be like the best but i also think it's not wrong as to 
of how the the white characters would have seen the non-white characters in the book. I would agree with that. But I think the main black female protagonist, she also spoke about other people in her community in a way that was definitely tinged with how a white man oh i would love to <laughs> of know of a certain time would well speak i would love about to know it. how like much he got real close at one point to describing one of the women as a welfare queen and i was like yes that wasn't great and that took away from the overall message and if he you know like based on the foreword he's saying he basically grew up in charleston in the late 80s early 90s so I'm not saying it excuses him, but as a white he's man... He's coming at it from a certain perspective. Right, as a white man growing up, and quite honestly, if he's setting this in Mount Pleasant versus Charleston, that's entirely different yeah, as well. So that is true. as a white man growing up in Mount Pleasant in the late 80s, early 90s, what experience do you have with people of color? What experience do you have with Other than women? them being your housekeeper? Yes, yeah. yes. And... It would be, I don't know, I would be interested just to kind of understand what his experiences are and, yeah. you know, how, where is he coming from? Like, is I, I get that he's trying and I get that he's kind of, it seems almost apologetic in some ways. It does. I do think the book was good. I would recommend reading it. I would recommend reading it. Just don't think that it's going to be a fun, light romp. Yeah. The title, the book cover, and honestly, the description of... Look, the marketing... Like the back cover read... Was real good. On, what was that? The marketing was real good because... The marketing was real good. I don't and think the, if you the, marketed this correctly as to what it is, people would have picked it up. Probably. And the back cover, without reading the book, does also make it feel like it's going to be more of like a fun romp. But then I went back and read it after I read the book. And I was like, oh, no, this actually describes exactly what this book is. They just did it in a very carefully curated way, which I appreciate. Which goes to show how skillfully the people who write the back covers and create the cover art and create the marketing. Yeah. You know. No, it was good. Whew, yawning. It is not. You're not boring me. It's just a long day. But yeah, I thought it was, I do think the book was good. I would recommend reading said book. I'm yawning now. That means I'm not a sociopath. I'm not yawning because I'm not a sociopath, but I'm not, I am yawning. So that means I'm not a sociopath. That's true. Unless you're mimicking my behavior. I'm not. (laughs) So yeah, overall, it was good. I actually would be interested in other people's take on it. I mean, if they've made it this far, they probably know more. Well, they definitely know more about it than we knew about it, but I would be interested in other people reading it to know what they thought about it, whether they liked it, whether they didn't, whether like, and yeah, you know, particularly if you go into it with a little bit more of an understanding of this isn't a light kind of Buffy kind of vampire story, it's, yeah. I, yeah. But we would. Re- I would recommend. Read it. Tell us what you think. And Piper is alerting me that it's time for this extra to be done. Done. Thank you, dear listeners. We shall meet again. We'll read again. We'll read again. Oh, that was very punny. Okay, bye. Bye. bye.